Welcome to the Double Drill Podcast. You know who I am. You know me. This is DS Walk. And man, you know, uh, this is so, such a beautiful day here in Texas. But forget that. This is by far my favorite time of the year because you know why? You know why? Because it's March. You know what March is? March Madness. The madness is here. The madness had already started. But before I get to the madness, I got some news and notes in the college basketball world that everybody needs to know. Texas Tech has suspended their head coach, Mark Adams, for what the school has called an inappropriate, unacceptable, racially insistive comment to one of his players when Adams encouraging the player to be more receptive to coaching and reference Bible verses about workers, teachers, parents, and slaves serving their masters. Adams later apologized to the team after he found out the player was upset in the use of the Bible verse, a source told ESPN. Athletic director Kirby Hoka was made aware of the incident. He issued Adams a reprimand, but then made the decision to suspend the coach to conduct a more thorough inquiry, inquiry of Adams' interaction with his players and staff. Texas Tech finished his regular season with a home loss to Oklahoma State on Saturday, the Red Raiders' third straight loss. After a 10-2 start, Texas Tech went 5-13 in the Big 12 play in its 16-15 overall. The Red Raiders will face West Virginia in the first round of the Big 12 tournament on Wednesday. Adam was already under pressure from the influential people around the program because of Texas Tech's disappointing season. Sources told ESPN he signed a contract extension last spring that runs through 26-27 season and will pay him $15.5 million over five years. If Adams were to be fired without cause, he would be owed 60% of his remaining on his contract, more than $7 million. At the age of, age of 66, Adams graduated from Texas Tech in 1979. He has been a coach with the Red Raiders since 2016, first as assistant under Chris Beard, then the past two seasons at Beard's replacement. He also spent two seasons as a program director of basketball operations under Tubby Smith from 2013 to 2015. Adams had a long-time college coach in Texas prior to joining the Texas Tech staff. I'm not going to read the rest of that because it's – know too much but i will say that adams put himself in a very sticky situation and whatever happens to him it's going to happen so if he gets bought out if he gets fired he's gonna get seven million dollars but i also want to say that that texas tech if he gets fired will probably be his last coaching stop because you cannot talk to players that way Uh, he he probably meant well he probably he apologized for what he said, but you can't do those things and what he said. You can't do that. You can't do that. In this landscape of basketball in the world, you cannot do that. You can't make comments like that. If you're going to motivate your player, you got to find other ways than the Bible verse, especially the ones that talk about slavery, parents, teachers. It just doesn't work. There are motivated ways to encourage your players. He's a basketball coach. All right? He's a teacher. He's an authority figure. There are ways to motivate your players in sports. That's not one of them. So, uh, 
I would play, I would pay a close attention to this situation because there will probably be more that we will hear, and I would be ready for it. Also in the news, congratulations to the South Carolina women's basketball team finishing 32-0. Don Staley is one of the best coaches in basketball, and I mean men or women. Congratulations to her, to her squad, as they head to a number one seed, as they try to repeat as national champions. And again, congratulations to the game of South Carolina women's basketball team. And we all know they're going to be the favorites to repeat as national champions. Good luck to you, ladies. Now, let's talk about the madness. Because the madness has started already. And I don't mean the NCAA tournament. That's majority of the madness that everybody looking forward to. But I'm talking about the conference championship games. It has already started. Teams are punching their ticket to the big dance. They're going to be some Cinderella teams this year. They're going to be some upsets this year. Before we get to that, let's check out these conference championships. You will see Asheville rallies from behind to catch, to capture the Big South title. Drew Pember had 29 points. Tejon Jones scored 16 in the final 735 minutes. As number one seed, UNC Asheville stormed back to beat seven seed Campbell, 77-73. Oh, about a few hours ago, winning the Big South Conference Tournament Championship and invested to the NCAA Tournament for the fifth time. Congratulations to UNC Asheville. FDU gets all met a bid to the NCAA Tournament. Fairly Dickinson. If y'all don't know who FDU is, punch their ticket by beating Merrimack in the Northeast Conference Championship. Congratulations to Fairleigh Dickinson. Miami Hurricanes. Yes. In the ACC, the Miami Hurricane shared the ACC title with Virginia as they are now the top seed. This year in college basketball, there is so much uncertainty. We don't know who the top team is. We don't know who's going to win it. Let me explain something to everybody. Because I think we all need to understand this. You remember the days where the Blue Buzz ruled college basketball? I'm talking about the Kentucky, the Kansas, the Indianas, the UCLA's, Duke, you know, North Carolina. Those squads, year in, year out, we knew that they was going to be there. We knew that they're going to make a run in the tournament. Hell, we even thought that these teams will actually make a run in their own conference tournament. Now, their conference tournaments for the big major power five program didn't start it, but what I'm saying is that there is so much uncertainty this year in college basketball, we don't have a clear club favorite who's going to win it. It could be Purdue. It could be Alabama. It could be UCLA. It can be Virginia. It could be Gonzaga. It could be Arizona. It's so many teams out here. I mean, parity in college basketball is real. I mean, legitimately real. I mean, if you think about it, look at the top 10, I just named most of them. And there's exactly all the top 10 teams. Houston, Alabama, Kansas, UCLA, Purdue, Marquette, Baylor, Arizona, Texas, Gonzaga. And if we want the rest of the top 25, 
you got Kansas State, Tennessee, Virginia, Connecticut, IU, Miami, uh, St. Mary's, San Diego State, Xavier, Providence, Maryland, TCU, Kentucky, Texas A&M, Pittsburgh. Look at the Blue Bloods. Kentucky, ranked number 23. Indiana, ranked number 15. Uh, you got uh, Purdue, ranked number five. UCLA, number four. Kansas, number three. But you don't see no Duke. You see no North Carolina. You don't see none of those teams in the top 25. Kentucky just got ranked. Kentucky was having a bad season until prior three weeks ago when they started winning, turning things around. In today's basketball, Parity is just so it, it, it's just taking over. I mean, it, look at it. Barrett won a national championship. Alabama ranked number two, a favorite to win a national championship. Gonzaga is always a favorite to win a championship over the last decade. And you got a team like Houston, who big shout out to Cavill Sampson. For the last five, six years, they've been knocking on the door. They've been there. Now they rank number one. They're one of the favorites to win it. But then you see teams like Connecticut, who's one of the top teams in the Big East, ranked 14. You see no Syracuse. You see no Georgetown. You see no St. John's. None of those teams are ranked. It's amazing how the landscape of college basketball changes every year. But what stays the same is the madness. Because it's going to be a lot of it. We're going to see teams like a UNC Asheville, like a Fairleigh Dickinson, going to upset some big-time major schools in NCAA tournament. As they say, Cinderella is on her way. Cinderella is looking to wear those slippers. I mean, once upon a time, Gonzaga was a Cinderella. Now they're a powerhouse. Davidson, for a few years, when Steph when Stephen Curry was there, they were a Cinderella team. And they became a, a semi-powerhouse for a couple of years. Now they're back to being a Cinderella. I mean, you know, this is going to be very interesting. I am very intrigued by the inside tournament. No, I'm not talking about the bracket because we know everybody's going to do a bracket. Everybody is going to pick their team based on their favorite color. Uh, I'm not talking about that. I'm intrigued by the NCAA tournament this year is because anybody can win it. Now, you could have said that any year, that anything can win it, DS. Anything can win it. I mean, it's, it's one and done, basically. You win and you advance. It's a one-knockout tournament. Yeah, I understand that. But how many blue buzz can we see here and say that's going to reach there? How many Cinderella's going to pull out upsets? It's going to be a lot of them. It's going to be a lot of them. And if I'm you, I wouldn't be too confident about my team. Because any given time, one of these top teams now could get knocked off. And by the way, let's keep it real. Other than Houston and Alabama, well, actually, I'm going to take that back. What team out here in the top 25 you feel confident that can win the national championship? I'll wait. You shouldn't feel confident. 
I don't feel confident about no team in the top 10 getting to the final four. I don't feel confident any team in the top 25 that can win a national championship because it's so even. It is even. And that actually, to be honest with you, it's good for college basketball in a way. Because now we don't have that story dominating teams. You remember back when UNLV was dominating basketball on a three-year span. You remember Duke dominated basketball over a decade, Kentucky for over 20 years, and UCLA for God knows how long. There is there is no one, two, three teams that's above everyone else. Now everybody is kind of even. There is no true superstar in college basketball or superstars in college basketball. Everything's changed, but the madness is going to stay the same. And if you ask me, if I had to pick one team right now who I think is going to win it all, it's Houston. Just based on they play defense. They won the top defensive teams in the country. I believe UCLA can get will get there because they play some heck of a defense. And both teams make timely baskets. They they play both ends of the both ends on the court. Same with Alabama. Brandon Miller, I think that's his name. Hope I got it right. For Alabama is one of the top young players in college basketball. He's projected to be a top five pick in the NBA draft. In some instances, a top three pick. So the landscape of college basketball this season and hopefully beyond, it's going to be even. I mean, if you don't believe me, I mean, look at the conference game. Last night we see Duke beat North Carolina. And neither team, as good as they are, are not really that good. But they swept North Carolina. A week ago, we see North Carolina beat Virginia. And not too long ago, I want to say we see Northwestern beat Purdue. We see Indiana sweep Purdue. And speaking of Indiana, right now, they lead Michigan at halftime 29-27. We see Penn State blow out Michigan. Well, Michigan, you know, they're not a very good team. But they're a good team. They're they're not very good, but they're good. They're good because they got talent. But they're not very good team because they're young. It it's refreshing to see parity in NCAA. And I can make a case that parity in the NCAA has been here, but we have not paid no attention to it. Because year in, year out, I want to say maybe the last five years, there was no clear-cut favorite to win national championship. I want to say maybe when Villanova won their little run, maybe when North Carolina, but there is no clear-cut. I mean, how many of y'all feel confident that Kansas was going to win all this year? Nobody. We shouldn't. We shouldn't. But I don't know about you guys, but I'm waiting on the madness. I'm waiting for it because the reason why I said this is my favorite time of the year, because that was just everything I just said. But to me, it's about the fans. It's about the excitement. It's about the upsets. It's about seeing teams 
that play in smaller conferences, rising to the occasion and beat the big boys, as some people will say. And before I continue, shout out to Drake as they punched their ticket to the NCAA tournament. And the big win by the Houston Cougars as they beat Memphis on the last second shot. That's what I'm talking about. And that's just the regular season for Houston and Memphis, which ended today. The madness is here, ladies and gentlemen. The madness is here. And whoever listening, I just want to know. I just want to ask one question. Who's your favorite to win? Who's your favorite to win the NCAA tournament? I already said, I believe Houston is going to win. But I want to hear from you guys. Who's going to win? Is it going to be Houston? Is it going to be Baylor? Is it going to be UCLA? Is it going to be or Alabama? Or maybe it would be an unknown team that we didn't think of. Maybe it would be someone in the smaller conference. Maybe it would be a Drake. Maybe it would be a Fairleigh Dickinson. Intriguing, yes. Exciting, yes. And I can't wait. And another thing I like about college basketball this time of year is that we can actually determine who is the best player in college basketball. You see, as a basketball fan, as a guy who loves college basketball, I watch through all the regular season. But this time of year, this is where the top NBA prospects separate themselves from everybody else. So I'm looking forward to seeing the young kid Miller out of Alabama. I'm looking forward to see what he's going to do. I'm looking forward for Roach out of Duke. See what he's going to do. Or Etney, the seven foot four center out of Purdue. I want to see can he lead his team to the promised land. This is going to be one exciting NCAA tournament. This is going to be probably one of the most questionable NCAA tournaments we're going to see. Because like I said, the, the Blue Bloods are not on top. There is no true superstars. There's no dominant team. But they are some very good teams. And it's going to be even. And listen. <laughs> and I, like, like last year and the year before, man. Buckle your seatbelt. Get your popcorn. Because not only this is going to be a bumpy ride. This is going to be a very exciting ride. And if you're not a if you're not a fan of college basketball this time of year, then I think something's wrong with you. I think something's wrong with you if you're not excited about the madness. Cause I'm excited. CBS excited. All the schools who are in the top 25 are excited. All those smaller conference schools who won their conference championship are excited. And big shout out to Campbell. Big shout out to all those other teams who got to their conference championship and did not win. Congratulations to you. You deserve your flowers as well. And listen, not only the, the NCAA tournament, the big dance is going to be exciting, 
So with the NIT, just think about how many good teams. Think about how many big-name schools are going to be in the NIT this year. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot, man. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. But let's talk about the Houston Cougars and the Memphis Tigers because that was one heck of a ball game. And for the Cougars, this is all about solidifying the number one seed. You won your you won your regular season championship. Now for them, it's about getting ready, placing tune up games. You're already number one seed. You're clinching number one seed. You you more likely gonna be the top overall seed in the NCAA tournament. Now it's about just going out here and just playing some of your best basketball when it counts. Now, if Houston by winning their conference championship, if they do. That would be great. That would submit them as one of the best teams in the country. But even if they don't win that conference championship, Houston still would be one of the favorites to win. And they're still a very good team. Now, a team like Memphis, Cincinnati, and, and Wichita State, SMU, those teams would benefit win their conference championship, especially Memphis. You know, right now, they're on the bubble. They needed this win. Big shout-out to them, though, beating SMU on Thursday night, in which I was there for that game, by the way. And big shout-out to Penny Hardaway for the type of season that he's having, very good season. He, he It's probably one of his best coaching jobs since he's been there. And his he has a very good team. And he can if they get determined, they can make some noise. Again, it's it's like I said, the, the parity in college basketball is unbelievable. Now, if you like me, who's a Michigan fan, your team is not going to the NCAA tournament. And the reason why is plain and simple. You're good, but you're not that good. You lost your own four against top teams outside of your conference. You lost to Kansas. Excuse me, you lost to Kentucky. You lost to North Carolina. You lost to Virginia. You lost to Arizona State. And you lost to Michigan State early in the season. You lost to Indiana where you had a game one. You, you lost. You lost to Wisconsin where you had that game win down in uh in Wisconsin. You lost. You lost to Purdue where you had them on the ropes. You lost. You just recently, uh, Thursday, you went into double overtime against Illinois in which you had the game one. You end up losing. So if you're a Michigan fan, get ready for the NIT. It's not that the team is bad. It's that the team is young. The team is young, and the veteran players that you have on your team, I'm talking about the Terrence Williams. I'm talking about the Hunter Dickinson, in which both guys, in some shape or form, has improved the three to four years they've been there. It's just that they haven't improved in ways to where they can take this team to the very next level. And they had to depend on the Jet Howards of the world. They had to depend on uh, Kofi Bufkin of the world. And Doug McDaniel, Duke McDaniel of the world. So when your three top players are freshmen and sophomore, and the only NBA player on that team is your top freshman, you're not going to get that far. 
And I think this is the season where I think that Michigan had to take a step back. That's not saying that Juwan Howard didn't do a good coaching job. He did. But it just took too long for Michigan to finally buy in into what Juwan Howard was preaching. It was too late for them. Now, if they make a good run in that conference champion tournament, excuse me, if they make a good run in the Big Ten tournament, that can change. But as I stand right now, the NIT bound. But like I said, that can change if they win that conference tournament or if they get to the finals of that conference tournament. Anything can happen. That's why I love college basketball. With that said, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Dub Drill Podcast. Check me out on Spotify, Anchor, and all your streaming platforms. I will holler at you guys on Saturday during the conference championships. I hope everybody enjoyed their Sunday, and I am out. Peace.